BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Right. I know I know in the fire community that is essentially called a barista fire, right? <laughs> yep. Hello, and welcome to Planancial's podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Giddy, and I am your host and also a CFP. And for any of our new listeners, that stands for a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, thank you for coming on the show. So Sophie, tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I know you had mentioned to me, you just binged a bunch of episodes, so you probably know <laughs> Uh, what I'm looking for. So age, uh, relationship status, location, job, income, all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am 26 years old living in Los Angeles, and I've been working as a um, product researcher for an educational tech company um, for about a year and a half now, also here in LA, um, living with my partner out here as well. Um, and I just recently received a promotion, which bumped my pay up from about 84,000 to just shy of 90,000. I'm at 89,500. Um, now, so tech, um, I'm always like interested what everyone does. So an education tech company, you must've been super busy in 2020, I would think. Yeah, it was a pretty insane year in 2020. Um, we had no idea exactly what the state of the world, like everybody, um, we had no idea what the state of the company would be like. Um, but we took on a whole new customer base. So the company is actually flourishing this year. Yeah, it's really interesting because obviously so many companies um, and small businesses struggled in 2020, but then there's all these other companies, you know, more tech focused um, and, you know, different arenas that that, yeah, like you said, flourished during the 2020, um, which we're still like 2021 doesn't feel that much different right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, they're blending in together. I, I keep forgetting anytime someone wishes me a, a happy new year. I'm like, huh? <laughs> it still feels the same. I know. I like woke up on, um, January 1st and I was like, that oh, feels the same. I was hoping it would be yeah. radically different, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, very good. Well, congratulations on the promotion. And it sounds like a super interesting field that you're in. So why don't we talk about, so you're making good income. Um, what's your expenses look like? Yeah. So my expenses aren't too bad. My partner and I split a um, one bedroom out here in LA uh, for $1,400. So each of us pay um, about $730. Um, so pretty That's cheap for LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say LA, I was expecting it to be more expensive. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the best neighborhood, but uh, <laughs> it, it works. Um, and then other than that, I mean, we keep it pretty low on eating out on groceries. Um, I would say, let's see here. I have my budget. Um, the biggest expense that I have is my car. So car insurance, I'm still paying off, um, a car loan as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then any gas that comes along with it. Um, but other than that, household expenses are quite low. Okay. And what do you, what's the car? Yeah. And with LA, you have to have a car, um, Mm -hmm. or it makes it significantly easier. I had a friend who lived in LA without a car and took the bus and she said it was like the bane of her existence. Um, Cities with good public transportation systems and LA is not one of them. Not one of them. Yep. Exactly. That's what she said. She's from New York and she's like, I thought that this would be fine. And she's like, I have to switch so many to so many buses. It's taken me, it takes, it was like taking her forever to get to work. Yeah. So what is your car expense, like payment, insurance, gas running Mm -hmm. you approximately? Yeah. So I set aside about right now 50 for gas a month. Um, It goes up if I need to commute right now I'm remote. So, um, and the car payment itself is only 415 a month, but I've been aggressively paying off that loan. Um, so I've been putting pretty much as, as much as I can. It's been uh, above 1000 into it. There's wow. only okay. about 3.5 left on it. So I'm hoping to get that paid off in the next like two months or so. Like 3500 Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So you'll probably have that with putting that much towards it. You'll probably have no car payment in the next few months. Yep. Yep. That's the hope. That's the goal. And then what is the insurance a month? Um, insurance, I pay, I pay it, uh, every six months and it's about okay. 600. Okay. So averaging like a hundred a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Okay, great. And then your other expenses you said are like fairly low, like ballpark. What do you need to live on? Yeah, we usually do for food, probably around the 200 mark. Um, and then let's see, health, I stack away about $100. Any other expenses for myself or for cosmetics or things like that is maybe like 200. Um, that usually ends up rolling over into the next month, especially mm-hmm. because we're at home and I don't need to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? There has been a lot of savings on that, on that mm-hmm. aspect. Um, okay, so then besides the rent and we'll just say insurance is around a hundred a month, gas fifty, and then like another five hundred for food, health, and those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, what about utilities? Mm, utilities. Um, let's see. So our gas bill has been up a bit. I would say ballpark um, for utilities is maybe mm, fifty, sixty. Oh, okay, so not too bad. Mm-hmm. And then what about like streaming or anything like that? Like internet? Mm, yeah. Um, I just picked up a couple new streaming services. Uh, Audible <laughs> is included in that. Um, and I also leech off of uh, the family for some of them. So <laughs> I would say it averages probably about 25 a month. Okay. So we'll just round up just to keep it even. So we'll say like another hundred mm-hmm. bucks for utilities, internet, streaming, Okay, so then, yeah, you have a really low budget, right? So we'll just say six hundred for all of that, and then mm-hmm. the seven hundred for the rent, and then we'll just say one fifty for insurance and gas. Once you get that all paid off, you know, you get your mm-hmm. car loan paid off. And then, how long do you think you're? Because like you'll have to save for another new car at some point. It like, do you think your car has some life left on it? Like, yes, definitely. I I okay. bought it specifically because I'm like I'm going to drive you into the ground. So I think it'll last. <laughs> quite a while longer. Okay, perfect. I wanted just to make sure because you never know. I have um, a 
different targeted savings accounts and one of them is car maintenance. So that has a good amount put away. So if anything comes up. Perfect. Cause that was going to be my next question. I wanted to hear about, um, so it seems like all in for the month, you're like 1400, 1500 after the car loan is paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and you're making good money. So what, so are you, do you have a 401k? What are you doing about savings? Yes. So I have a Roth um, that I put 500 into a month. And then I have a 401k as well, which currently um, I just dropped it down to my company's match, which is 6%. I was previously putting in 500 into that as well. Um, But I dropped it down so that I could more aggressively pay off my loans. Perfect. And 6% in the 401k, are you doing the traditional or are you doing Roth? I'm doing a Roth 401. Okay. So Roth and then Roth IRA too. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. And then so now, so you're going to put 6% in, your new salary is 89000 So you're going to be contributing about 5340 a year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love and, to bump that up as soon as possible. Um, and then does the company match? Is they're doing, are, what, like you said that you bumped it down just to the company match. Are they matching 6% or what are they matching on your 6% contribution? They're, yeah, they're doing uh, 25% um, percent. of what you put in. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, so then they're putting in like thirteen hundred um, dollars, and then you're putting in five three forty. So the total amount going in with you and your employer is six thousand six hundred and seventy five. Mm-hmm. Great. And then you're doing another six thousand dollars into the Roth a year. Yeah, lovely. Okay. So, and then any like any? Do you have student loan debt? Anything else to speak of? Or unfortunately, so. Did you know that Future Rich offers three online classes in partnership with SUNY Ulster? Well, you're in luck, we do. We have our Future Rich Signature course, our Student Loans course, and our brand new Social Security course. All of these classes can be found on our website at www.futurerichpodcast.com. So my my grad school loan, um, I'm about a year and a half out of grad school. I started the um, job straight out. Um, there is about 14,000, um, a little over 14,000 on that loan. And that's at 6.6%. Although right now, um, all the loans are in forbearance. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And then my undergrad loans, um, are at, uh, about 6,000 at both at 4.4%. Oh, okay. So that's better. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so total in, in loans is about twenty thousand. So, what are you with the car payment? Are you also putting money towards? Because oh, just so the listeners, what are you netting? And it's going to change a little with the raise. But mm-hmm. what are you netting about a month from your paychecks? Yeah, so I just received um, the first paycheck uh, after the raise, and oh, um, yeah, and so that was two thousand. 500. And so the, um, my benefits are taken out of the first paycheck of the month. So it's a little bit different, but I'm imagining it's going to be, uh, just about 5,075. And as we talked about, once you get that car loan paid off in the next two months, uh, your living expenses are about, um, 1500. We'll just ballpark. So you have 30, 3,500. You'll have, once the car loan is paid, you'll have 3,500 and that, and your net check is after your, Roth IRA, but not inclusive of your your Roth 401k, but not inclusive of your Roth IRA, right? Yep. Yep. That's correct. Okay. So then after the Roth IRA, you have 3,000, Roth IRA contribution, Carload is paid off and your regular monthly expenses, you have 3,000 left. Mm-hmm. So have you been paying on the student loans during this period where 
you have that, you know, waiver where they're not charging interest and you don't have to make a payment? No, I hadn't. I had actually been um, putting uh, putting away into an emergency fund. Mm. Well, I love emergency funds. <laughs> so that's good news. So how much do you have in your emergency fund? Yeah. So before I took a bit of a chunk out to pay down the car loan, um, I had 17000 I now have 12000 put away in the emergency fund, which is about, um, about seven months of uh, expenses. Perfect. Okay, great. Yeah, that's fantastic. 12000 And so now, okay, so we have, and how much do you have right now in your Roth and your Roth 401k? Um, let's see. In my Roth, uh, Roth IRA, I have about 6,500 and similar in the 401k as well. Wonderful. Okay. So then what are you thinking? So once you get, so you're putting all the extra money towards the car loan, right? Right now. Mm -hmm. And are you, what are you putting towards the emergency fund? Are you putting money in there? Yeah. So I actually stopped, um, when I hit, I think it was like, nine months. And then I decided that I was going to um, put some of that into the car loan. So right now, not contributing to the, the emergency fund, I was going to keep it at uh, 12000 At 12000 Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. So then once you get, so do you feel like you have really 3000 to play with in your budget at the end of the month? Or you will with this raise? Or does it not yeah. feel like you have that much? Yeah, it seems like they're, uh, it seems like that's pretty accurate. Okay. So then once you, so basically in like a month, month and a half, you should have the car loan done. Mm-hmm. So are you thinking about putting that 3000 towards the student loans? Because you could get that all done. Yeah, that's what I, I was almost going to. So that's something I wanted to ask. I was planning to roll all that into the student loans and be paying off um, particularly the uh, graduate loan, the one at 6.6%. Yep. I also wanted to ask, so I'm very stable in my um, job and I'll mm-hmm. be there for quite a while. So there, I was wondering if it may be more beneficial because once the loans are paid off, I plan to be maxing out um, my sure. retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was wondering if it may be too risky to push an even bigger chunk of that emergency fund towards the student loans to just try to get it down as fast as possible. There is obviously like that sense of by like your emergency fund. So yeah, that was something I wanted to ask. So the good news is once the car loan is paid off, you looks like you could based on your budget, you can live on 1500 a month. Mm -hmm. So hmm, let's see if you took half the emergency fund, right? 6,000. Mm-hmm. And you said you had a car maintenance fund. Is that included in the twelve thousand? No. Yeah. Sorry. So I have a couple of different um, okay. savings accounts. Uh, yeah, the car maintenance is a separate one that I put into. So what do you have in these other sub savings that are like earmarked for different expenses? Yeah, um, I have a couple. So <laughs> vacation, <laughs> I have about eight hundred put away. Uh, car right. insurance I save up for um, with uh, just about 500 there. Car maintenance has about 300. Um, and then a couple of different like tech uh, savings accounts that I'm saving up for. Okay. So if there was like a worst case scenario and you lost your job mm-hmm. and let's say, cause you know how like life works, you would like pay off the student loans and then lose your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just cause like it never goes the way you want it to. Right. Stuff goes wrong. You actually have more than 12000 in cash. Yes. Okay. So you probably have closer to thirteen, fourteen thousand 14000 in cash, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me just see. So we might they might continue to forbear the student loans, right? Right. 
in which case, if they are doing that, I do think we have an opportunity here. So let's see. So your car loan should be paid off what? So we are currently in January. It seems like by March, like in two months, you should be done with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. March 15th, we'll just say. So by August. Okay. So if they're going to forbear the loans, which is like on the table now, I think that they're going to extend that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you put the 3000 a month? Because so right now what, with the, what they've done with the loans, it's not accruing any interest. So they're just sitting there which is right. a window of opportunity. So here's what I'm thinking, because it does make me nervous to like deplete the whole emergency fund just because there's so many uncertainties right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the company is doing really well, which is good. But to to be conservative, because it's not accruing any interest now, maybe you just put that 3000 in a sub-savings and you do that for the next five months. We'll have to see what they come mm-hmm. out with, Right. But there's no interest accruing. So you're not worse by having it in savings, right? Because mm-hmm. the loans are just paused. Over the next five months, which brings you to August, you should be able to save $15,000, right? Mm-hmm. You could then take, at that point, you could borrow the difference, which is 5000 from mm-hmm. your emergency fund and pay off those loans in full. We just have to see where the, what's going to happen, right, with the interest. But if it's not right. making any interest, I wouldn't pay it all off just to hedge yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. the loan is still going to be worth twenty thousand in August if it if they extend this, right? So I use I would save it all up, and then that way your emergency fund because you really have, we'll just say closer to thirteen thousand because you know if you lost your job you wouldn't take the vacation, mm-hmm. so then you would borrow. 5000 from your emergency fund, which would leave you really with 8000 in cash. Mm-hmm. And you could pay back that 5000 you borrowed over two months. Mm-hmm. months. Okay. Yeah. I actually love that idea because um, I dreamed of the day that I could just pay off the student mm-hmm. loans in full. So it would be mm-hmm. very satisfying to be able to do that in one fell swoop. And then you're protecting yourself. If God forbid something changes, you haven't paid them off, but then the loans mm-hmm. are also not growing. So we just have to see where they are with the pause. It sounds like they're going to push out that pause, which I think is great. And we can just, you can just kind of play with the numbers. If they say they're only going to pause it, I don't know, through May, then maybe you change it a little bit and pay off half then and then the rest at the end of the summer, right? But Mm -hmm. still keeping a decent amount in your emergency fund somewhere between six and 8,000 because that even at 6,000, that's four months for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you really have like a little bit more cash in a way for other things that you could always use if you had to. Right. And then once that's done, so that sounds like as long as everything continues swimmingly, like for the rest of the year and you're making this great income and you have low expenses, then, you know, probably by August and then, you know, you catch up on the emergency fund. So October, we'll just say, we'll give a little buffer. Mm-hmm. You have your emergency fund back up, right, to the 12000 because we only borrowed five mm-hmm. and you have your student loans all paid off. And then what you could do is bump up your 401k. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I did want to ask um, if we could, so yeah, once we get to that place, because ultimately I would love to be uh, obviously contributing more to the 401k, if not maxing it out. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of the next step at that point um, in terms of, you know, if, the, uh, the if the Roth IRA is being maxed, if the 401k is higher being maxed, what is kind of what are the other options? Um, I'm kind of dipping into 
the fire movement, not heavy. Um, oh, but, fun. You know, <laughs> I feel like this might be a theme this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not as um, not as intense, but I do like the idea of um, the financial independence, you know, having some freedom, yeah. being able to jump jobs or move or, you know. Um, so I was wondering what other opportunities there are um, for building a retirement or building a good nest egg. So I think that's a great question. So you're really obviously on top of this. We're gonna you're gonna be in a great position by the end of the year. You get your student loans paid off. You're gonna have a great emergency fund. You're gonna have a Roth IRA. You're gonna have a Roth four hundred one k. Right. You're ticking all the boxes. So then from there you have to decide like what is it that you want. You know from your diligent budgeting and savings. So it could be maybe you like renting and you that's a you know you want to continue renting cuz 700, right? That's a great mm-hmm. number and it, it allows you more freedom with your budget. So maybe then you save non-retirement monies, which means you would have a third account, so you'd have your Roth IRA, you'd have your Roth 401k, which are going to meet your more earmarked for retirement ideally. That's the goal, right? That we don't touch those for retirement until mm-hmm. retirement. So then maybe you save non-retirement monies that would allow you to like participate with fire, which I erroneously called fiercely independent, not financially independent <laughs> on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that way you're saving. So maybe you split the difference with yourself. So maybe now you have that 3000 back in your budget after the loans are paid off and the emergency fund is back to where it needs to be. So maybe another thousand dollars a month goes into the 401k and the other 2000 or wherever you you know decide your financial goals are another 2000 a month goes into just a regular investment account. Mhm. Okay. And then that account, you know, if you did let's say 2000 a month um so it's 24000 a year, right? For 10 years or give or take. So you're mm-hmm. you're then my age, which is like 36. So then you should have with just what you've contributed 240000 in there. Hopefully the market, you know, you have investments, hopefully it grows, the market goes up and down, but maybe at the 10 year mark, we're in a period where we're up. So let's say then maybe it's like 300,000 or something, and you could use that and take some of the gains from your investments off of that to supplement your income. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that sounds excellent. Because yeah, I had been um, playing with the idea. I So in regards to um, home ownership or property ownership, I was thinking, um, once I had maxed out my retirement funds, I was thinking of, um, opening up a, a brokerage account, um, so that I could start stashing away for whether it be a down payment or whatever I ended up choosing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. But this, this sounds like, um, I hadn't thought about using that as potentially just saving for, uh, my income if I did decide to retire early. Yeah. And then that way, I think the goal and the, the way I like to use the fire is more that, you have another source of revenue coming in, right? So mm-hmm. then you're not beholden to the job for your lifestyle. You're doing the job because that's the one you want to do, or maybe you do a consulting gig or whatever it is, but you have some on, some more money coming in. And I like the idea of separating it so that we've already, like over the next 10 years, right? You're doing the Roth IRA every year. You're doing the 401k every year. We have mm-hmm. no debt. So you've already taken care of your retirement, so by the time you get to 36, you have that money already set and that money will then be for your future retirement self at 65 or 70. And then the brokerage account or that other private money investment account is meant for 36 to that age or however you want to use it. Maybe then you say, you know what, I'm going to buy 
a property and I'm going to buy a two family property. So I have rental income and I'd rather do Mm -hmm. it that way than have an investment, you know, investment income, but you're giving yourself some optionality there. Right. Oh, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And three and 300,000, right. Like I think I always like to use like a normal, you know, not too high of a distribution rate because you'd want them account to earn money. You wouldn't want to deplete it. You'd want to live off what it's making. And some years it won't mm-hmm. make more, and other years it won't make anything, right? That's just how the market works. But right. if you're looking at 300000 and you say we're taking 5% out, it's 15000 So mm-hmm. it's not, you know, it's not a huge amount of money, but your budget is also really low, right? Which right. I think it always comes down to the budget for them. You either need a lot of, a lot, a lot of money or a lot of time and a low budget, like a manageable mm-hmm. budget. But if you're pulling 15000 a year out of it, that's going to bring you about 12, 1200 a month, give or take. Mm-hmm. Right. And we went over your budget and you're living on 14. <laughs> yeah. 15. So that's not a big difference. Right. I know. I know in the fire community that is essentially called a barista fire, right? Where you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Where you're partially pulling from your nest egg and you are working, you know, a part-time job or whatever job that you wish. So, yeah. Right. So, so to come up with another 500 a month is not a stretch, right? Because mm-hmm. that's like, you need to make 125 a week in your pocket. Right. Um, and then that way I, because sometimes when you see the FIRE um, information, they like show you the retirement assets in there. And I don't like that because I don't want to jeopardize the future retirement. I think that's like mm-hmm. the golden goose. Like that should be for retirement. Don't touch that. And then you save for this period of time in your thirties or forties or fifties where you don't want to have to work as hard. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that sounds like a good game plan. And then obviously a lot changes, you know, that's the hard part about personal finance, right? We don't know how the tax laws are going to change or like, for instance, with the pause on the student loans, we don't know exactly what that's going to look like. That's up in the air at the moment. So it's just important to reevaluate, but I think that this is a good plan for now. So get your car loan paid off, get your student loans paid off, keep that emergency fund. And then by the end of this year, you'll be in the position to increase the 401k and then start saving, you know, for an investment account and whether that buys you a house or you use that to have the barista lifestyle is totally, (laughs) totally up to you, you know? Right. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We'll wrap this up for our lovely listeners. And the best place to follow us is going to be on Instagram. And we changed our name. It's now the Future Rich Podcast on Instagram. And you can also check out our online classes, which are in partnership with SUNY Ulster at www.planancial.com.